I've heard it said you steer where you stare. We are bombarded daily with voices vying for our attention. And if we fill our days and minds with Netflix and social media feeds, we can get off track pretty quick. That's why I developed a 30-day music challenge. Listen to Christian music exclusively for 30 days. The challenge is free, and I'll be right there with you every step of the way. Head over to michellenizette.com forward slash 30-day challenge to sign up. Change your music, change your life. You're listening to More Than a Song? Episode 23. Hello, and welcome to this episode of More Than a Song. My name is Michelle Nizat, and this is the podcast dedicated to helping you discover the truth of Scripture hidden in today's popular Christian music. My goal is to teach you to connect portions of God's Word with the songs you're singing along with on the radio. To help you meditate on truths that will transform your way of thinking and ultimately your life. This week's song, Indescribable by Chris Tomlin, though not a new song because it was released in 2004 on his CD, Arriving, but it's still a frequently played song on Christian radio stations everywhere. And just a quick look at the lyrics will tell you why. In its purest form, it is a song that acknowledges the greatness of God and then responds in worship. And I owe that my life will follow this pattern. Acknowledge the greatness of God and respond in worship. can't think of this song without thinking of one of the most powerful presentations I've ever seen. And Louis Giglio, who is currently the pastor of Passion City Church in Atlanta, and he's a speaker and he's also the founder of the Passion Movement, he gave a presentation that they have since packaged in a DVD format, but it speaks of the greatness of God and how indescribable he is. And Louis is a fan of science and specifically astronomy. And so he really unpacks this idea of how great God is, and he compares it to what we know or don't know about the universe. And he, of course, links it back to Scripture because there are so many different Scriptures that disclose the greatness of God, just verse after verse disclosing the greatness of God. And in Psalm 33, verse 6, it reminds us, it says, By the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. Their starry host by the breath of his mouth. And of course, in Genesis, it says, In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And then a verse later, it says, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. And so let's think about this for a minute. So we realize that by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made. So um, by a word, Words are super powerful, and God, we are made in his image, therefore our words are extremely powerful. But his words are creative in a way that our words never can be, because from nothing he made everything with just a breath. The breath of his mouth, 
the starry host. So all the stars that you can see and all the stars that you can't see from the breath of his mouth, those starry hosts were created just by his words. And in the beginning created with the word, the breath of the mouth, the heavens and the earth, the universe as we know it came from his breath. And it's just crazy. It's just crazy to think about that, that with his breath, he created light. Now I'm taking some data from a devotion that Louis actually posted on GodTube and I will link to it because there's a, a portion of the presentation that he makes um, and on, on there as well as some written information. But he tells us that light travels at 186,000 miles per second. So in a year, light travels 5.88 trillion miles miles. And so light years is the measuring stick where we that we use to measure the universe and just our galaxy, the Milky Way galaxy is 100,000 light years across. And so in this 100,000 light year galaxy, if you counted every star that exists in the Milky Way and you counted one per second, it would take you 2500 years to count them all. And so I just want you to consider that and then just consider that the Milky Way is one of hundreds of billions of galaxies in the known universe. All of this just means that we can't even fathom these numbers. They're so big. The numbers and the distances, I mean, we can talk about them all day, but we're really never going to comprehend them. And yet these are the numbers and distances God created with a breath, with words from his mouth. And so I, Louis poses the question, do we have the right idea about the size of God? Or do we imagine him a little smaller than he actually is? And then in turn, do we imagine ourselves a little bigger than we actually are? So again, if we were going to count these stars in our universe alone, one per second, it would take 2,500 years to count them all. More than one per second since the days that God himself even walked on this earth just to count them. But God's word says that God knows them all by name. What? So I would love to read Isaiah chapter 40 to you. I'm not going to take the time to read the whole chapter to you here and I think you know what's coming if you've listened to my podcast before. Let's go ahead and use today's podcast to launch you into God's Word this week. And if you need a starting point, then Isaiah 40 is a great place to start this week. But it does say, Do you, do you not know? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood since the earth was founded? He sits enthroned above the circle of the earth, and its people are like grasshoppers. He stretches out the heavens like a canopy and spreads them out like a tent to live in. Back to that question that Louis poses, do we imagine ourselves a little bigger than we actually are? Because God's word says that we're, we're like grasshoppers because he sits enthroned above the circle of the earth. Back to Isaiah chapter 40 verse 25 says, To whom will you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One. Lift up your eyes and look to the heavens. Who created all these? He who brings out the starry host, 
one by one and calls forth each of them by name. Because of his great power and mighty strength, not one of them is missing. Now, I'm giving you a number that you can put your mind around somewhat. So if you call out a star one second, each, you're going to name each star one, one name per second, and you're going to do that for 2,500 years, then you will have been able to name the stars in our galaxy and I want to remind you that the Milky Way is one of hundreds of billions of galaxies in the known universe. And that is not to say, I mean, we know that there is a, an unknown beyond in our universe because we haven't been able to build a telescope um, that's strong enough. So who will you compare me or who is my equal, says the Holy One. It's just really amazing. He really is indescribable. And just these few thoughts remind us how indescribable he is. And having all of that swirling in my mind, it just, it makes me want to worship. What about you? As I did a little research on the story behind this song, I discovered that Laura Story wrote the song. And she was working on her first independent album and needed one more song. And she was driving down a mountain road and her eyes were fixed on the majesty of her creator when she just started worshiping and singing and uh, started singing indescribable, uncontainable, that, that part of the song. And in describing the process and then ultimately the success that this song has had, Laura says, It's humbling and amazing to see what the Lord has done. When I was looking for it, I couldn't find it. When I just started worshiping, he blew me out of the water. Now, there's quite the lesson just in that story. But I like what else Laura said when she said, I always think the last song I wrote was my last song. And just when my mind is completely blank and I don't know if I'll write a song again, God surprises me. Then she says, the songs are his. I'm just the first person who gets to hear them. I love that. So out of this worship experience, Laura goes home to her piano to write this. From the highest of heights to the depths of the sea. Just a quiet mind and open eyes will see that all creation is declaring God's greatness. 
And Paul reminds us in his letter to the Romans, in Romans chapter 1, he says, For since the creation of the world, God's invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood from what has been made, so that people are without excuse. Okay, so I just got back from vacation with my family, and we had um, gorgeous weather. We were in the Ozark Mountains, and we got to experience flowers and um, just nature, just driving through it, Highway 7, going up to Missouri through the Ozark Mountains, and just uh, being able to see kind of the the hazy mountains in in the distance, and again being um, from Louisiana down here, we um, have a lot of flat land, some swamps. There's some beauty in all of that too. But just um, I'm originally from Idaho, so I'm a mountain girl myself. But one of the things that we were able to do this week that my girls wanted to do was to go to this place called the Butterfly Palace, and uh, they hatch their own butterflies from chrysalis and uh, you can go into this area and butterflies can land on you and my girls just absolutely loved the experience but before we went in to see the butterflies we watched uh, a video on the monarch butterfly and what's interesting is uh, I'm not sure if you know much about the monarch but um the monarchs that are born in Canada, there are some monarchs that will be born in Canada, um, will actually migrate all the way from Canada to Mexico to this certain area, this one forest, and they, uh, they migrate all the way down to Mexico from Canada. It's crazy. And scientists do not know why. And, of course, you're watching this um, video and how they're just like, if we could just get into the the brain of the butterfly to see how or why or what triggers the butterfly to um, fly from Canada to Mexico. And it's not like they've been there before because it might be four generations of butterflies before they're actually um, – back up to Canada and then so that there's a butterfly that's born in Canada you know a lot of butterflies don't live very long and so that one that's born in Canada has never been to Mexico before it's not like they know the way and uh, so this whole migration is in is indescribable to these scientists and I just find that it's interesting uh, as I was considering this song as well and just that there are so many things in creation, we want to be able to put an answer to it, but I think that I think it's beautiful that one of the mysteries in science is that one of those things that is indescribable to scientists is the flight of a the migration path of a monarch butterfly. Uh, but the song goes on to remind us this. Who's told every lightning bolt where it's
Now, a quick jog to Job 38 will lead you to the scripture where these lyrics were drawn from. Um, Who has told every lightning bolt where it should go or seen heavenly storehouses laden with snow? Who imagined the sun and gives source to its light yet conceals it to bring us the coolness of night? None can fathom. And I can never escape what God taught me through the book of Job a long time ago when when we have questions about the circumstances of our life, and Job truly had questions, he was truly suffering. And so when we are truly suffering and when we experience tragedy like Job has experienced, and we have nothing but questions, just consider God's answer in this section of scripture. His answer was not the why that Job was looking for. But his answer really ends up being a reminder of who he is. It was a reminder of his significance and thus our insignificance. Now, if that's a depressing thought to you, I really want you to be encouraged. So let's go back to Isaiah 40. In verse 12, you see language very similar to that, which is found in Job. And he says um, in verse 12, Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand or with the breadth of his hand marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket or weighed the mountains on the scales and the hills in a balance? Who can fathom the spirit of the Lord? Our song says none can fathom or instruct the Lord as his counselor. Whom did the Lord consult to enlighten him? And who taught him the right way? Who was it that taught him knowledge or showed him the path of understanding? So just as soon as you think uh, your insignificance compared to his significance means that you are insignificant to God, I want you to think again. And and let's see what Isaiah teaches us. It says in... um, it says, who do you com- why do you complain, Jacob? Why do you say, Israel, uh, why do you say this, Israel? Why do you say my way is hidden from the Lord? My cause is disregarded by my God. Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. The God who can name every star in our galaxy and indeed in the entire universe knows the number of hairs on your head. You cannot begin to fathom God's understanding or the depth of his love for you. But as you ponder him and as you look out at creation this week and as you hear every bird's song or every cricket's chirp, every child's laugh, every breeze through the leaves of trees. And as you look up at the night sky and remember that by the word of the Lord, the heavens were made, their starry host by the breath of his mouth. As you do all these things, as you regard your heavenly father, would you respond 
in worship? Will you fall to your knees and tell him how amazing he is? Just how indescribable he is. Just how there is no way that none can fathom. But that you'll give back to him just a portion of what he's given to us in worship. So what's next? Well, chapter 40 of the book of Isaiah is the beginning of a section of scripture within Isaiah known as the book of comfort. So beginning in chapter 40 is a good place to start. Um, If you want to just stay in chapter 40, I think there's plenty there to consider. Um, It's a very uh, robust chapter. I also mentioned Job 38. I did mention Job 38 way back in episode 17 as a resource to identify characteristics of God that you can use in your adoration of him during your prayer time, during your worship. So if you didn't get a chance to spend time there recently, you know, each verse just reminds us of how indescribable God really is. So those are two great starting points this week if you don't have another course. And I do want to mention if you are studying or you're, uh, you already have a plan or you're studying a book or you're participating in a Bible study, don't, don't let this podcast um, direct you off of that course. You don't have to, um, there's no rule saying you have to, to follow the homework that I'm giving you. I'm really just trying to give you an opportunity to launch into God's word, either as a supplement to what you're already doing or just giving you an opportunity to be without excuse as to where to start. And so I encourage you not to let this podcast derail you if you have um, a predetermined place of study that you're studying. But if you don't and you do need a place to start uh, this week, Isaiah chapter 40 and Job 38 and um, insert this song into your playlist and I think that uh, you can get a lot out of it. So while you are in God's word this week, let me know how you're doing, even if it's, like I said, in a predetermined course of study. Just hop on Twitter. I'm at Michelle Nizat or on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash Michelle L. Nizat. Let's talk about what you're learning. Or you can leave me a comment on this week's show notes, michellenizat.com forward slash 23. Just a few quick announcements. I am preparing to create some new Bible study resources. Uh, And I would like your help. I'm getting ready to survey my email list. And so if you would like to be a part of the feedback that I receive as I develop these resources, just to make sure that they are the right tools for you, I would love for you to be in on this process. So if you visit my homepage, michellenizat.com, and subscribe there by giving me your name and email address, I promise I won't share your information with others or bombard you, but I I will be sending out a survey soon. And so... If you can subscribe there and you can be part of the process, um, you will have everyone on my email list will have uh, free access to these tools um, as soon as they are developed. And then finally, I really appreciate your reviews on iTunes. It's an encouragement to me, but most of all, it's a testimony to others that this podcast really is worth listening to. It helps keep my podcast visible that to potential new listeners. And my promise to you is that if you take the time to review my podcast, I will personally take the time right here on the podcast to thank you. So head over to michellenizat.com forward slash review. It'll take you to the page to review the podcast. And I thank you in advance. Well, that's it for this episode of More Than a Song. 
My next podcast will be on Born for This by Mandisa. And if you liked this episode, would you mind sharing it with others? I've made it really easy. With just one click, you can share via Facebook, Twitter, or email. Just head over to michellekneesat.com forward slash 23. And while you're there, I'd love to hear from you. Click on comment to join the conversation. Until next time, take time to meditate on God's word and consider his ways.